welcome to Fivercast, the official Fiverr podcast for sellers by sellers. I am Ryan, aka Custom Drum Loops on Fiverr. And I'm Adam, aka Twisted Web123. Today we're joined by a special guest from Talent Tribe, who is Yas. Welcome to the show, Yas. Thank you, guys. Great to be here. Great to have you on the show. And this is quite an exciting show for us to have such a, well, for the topic that we're going to be doing today about networking in the digital age, to have someone from Talent Tribe on, I think is going to be really interesting. Can you give us a brief introduction into what Talent Tribe do, um, who they work for, or their target audience, and what you do with inside the company? Yeah, absolutely. So to tell you about Talent Tribe, we're a startup ourselves, and I've been a part of the company since pretty much day one. And our whole company is built off the pain point that I think everybody listening in on here today can relate to on some level. And that's when you're going through the job search process, which if you've been through it, and Ryan and Adam, I'm, I'm sure you guys have been through this process at least once in your life, it can be a bit of a painful process. And in this day and age, I think we can all agree that it's so much more than just a job title and a salary that people are looking for. And when you are looking to different to discover different companies and a potential company that you might want to work at, you really want to know who are the people, what's the culture, what's the vibe. If it's a smaller company, who are the founders? What's the founding story? What's the vision? What's the mission? What's the product? What's the service? What's their funding stage? If it's a larger company, who's the CEO? What's my team going to look like? Really being able to see a full 360 view of that company all in one place. And so that is really what Talent Tribe is trying to do and in a, in a very visual way. So all through photos and videos. Um, so that's really where the vision and mission of Talent Tribe came from. And what I do for the company is I am uh, leading our partnerships. So I head up all our partnerships and our partnership strategy, especially here in the U.S. And uh, Fiverr is one of our first 100 partners on the platform right now that we are launching with. So we're really excited about that. So when we're talking about job seeking and finding the fit that works for you as a company. I mean, if we were talking about 10 years ago, it was often a case of the company had the power, so to speak, where most people turned around and said, I want to work for this company no matter what. But there's so much talent going around now. There's so much know-how, so much knowledge that a lot of that kind of power is given to the person looking for the job and the company at the same time want to try and find the best possible match for them, as well as the employee finding the best possible culture fit for them. So networking really does play a massive part in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It plays a, it plays a huge part in the job search process is um, being able to network. And a big part of it also is doing your research too, being able to discover you know, what companies are out there in the first place. You know, um, talking about Fiverr, you know, it's such a cool concept in terms of what the company is doing and the community they're building and all that. But a lot of people don't know what Fiverr is. So it's also a great way for people to learn about all sorts of different companies and find their, their perfect fit. I think it's interesting that you've taken the concept of networking and moved it into the digital age. It's not so much the business cards and going to these mixers in person anymore. I mean, giving a platform for all of these people to interact in one spot yeah, uh, it it kind of opens so many opportunities to people looking for jobs, and that's a uh, it's a it's a cool thing to see and see how it works. 
So when we talk about networking, there's often a feeling that it involves large conventions or big rooms with lots of people and lots of booths. Now, that may have been what it used to be like. Um, Yaz, can you give us kind of an insight in what networking used to be like? Sure, yeah. No, that's a great question. And I think thinking back to what it used to be like, it used to be a lot of cold emails, cold calls, going to in-person mixers, big events. And especially if you weren't an extroverted person, it could be especially hard for you. And I think uh, even the use of business cards, if you think about 10 years ago, five years ago, compared to today, very different in terms of today, everything is done online. The new business card is your LinkedIn profile and being able to connect with people in a totally different way. Yeah, for me, I think the, the biggest flaw with the old style of networking was it was typically quite passive in action. So you'd go there, you'd speak to people and you'd give out your business card essentially was kind of like the end goal. But there was no kind of action or take lead from that. You had to rely upon the person to keep your business card, remember to reference back to it and kind of gain, garner their interest enough that maybe they think to look back to your business card again in the future it was very, as I say, quite passive. And it was a it was a lot of work or a lot of effort to try and say to someone, hey, I'm interested in working with you. How can we proceed? But I think the, the new style of networking, especially with the increase in technology, where you mentioned along the lines of even business cards now, you can get things like QR codes. The new style has made it very, a lot more impactful in the way that you build these connections and also a lot more lasting when you kind of bring them into online social media networks such as LinkedIn, where they can always keep them updated. So when we're talking about networking now, and we're talking about the digital aspect, what sort of elements do you think are key in that regards to both networking offline and online? What is the kind of key foundations when it comes to looking to networking? Yeah, Adam, just to take off that, I think um, one point I want to say is what's so great about a tool like LinkedIn or Facebook is that you can search out that person in this dream world that you would love to talk to about an opportunity or collaborating or a partnership for your business. And you can actually see through six degrees how you're connected to that person. So I think that is something that has drastically changed in terms of being able to say, hey, you know, I could actually get an intro from this friend to that person that can lead me to my ideal person who I want to be connected to. Um, so I think really building out your network online is really important. Like I, I just think of LinkedIn as the biggest tool for your professional network in terms of every person that you're Meeting with, having coffee in, um, in terms of work relationships, clients, partners, ensuring that you're adding them on your LinkedIn profile because you just don't know where you're going to get again that six degrees of connection to that next great partner that you're going to be working with or that collaborator that you want to get in touch with. You know, you ask a lot of our listeners are freelancers. Should the approach to networking be any different if you're a freelancer or should you follow these same steps? Yeah, Ryan, great question. So I think in terms of being a freelancer and being on your own, and I've definitely been there, I, you know, in terms of constantly in different kind of chapters in my life, 
having to start from nothing and build out a network. And I think the number one thing is to really just be authentic and tell your story, which I think is so important because networking at its core is just building relationships. And if you love what you're doing, networking should be fun. It shouldn't be painful. You should be connecting with like-minded people. So I think one of the most important things is just be authentic, tell your story, People want to know who you are, your journey getting to where you are, your vision, product, service, what's unique about you, why you. So first and foremost, know your story and be able to tell it. And then I think the second thing is don't be shy and just get out there, whether that's online networking, um, you know, just ensure that you set goals, you know, even when you're starting out, if you just say, this week, I'm going to send out, reach out to one person each day, one new person each day and make that goal. Because I think sometimes it can be a little discouraging if you set out a goal to kind of reach out to one new person in a week and you don't hear back. But if you're reaching out to five people in one week, you're probably going to hear back from one person and that's going to lead to the next opportunity. And then the third thing I think is really collaborate. Don't just sell. And that's really about connecting with like-minded people and find ways to collaborate and partner and help each other out to build your businesses because it should never be a one-way street. You should always be looking for the win-win in that situation. Um, you know, for instance, if you're selling a service, you know, really being able to tell the person on the other side, what the value is to them and why this is going to be super exciting and a win-win for both of you to work together. So I think, yeah. yeah, those, those three things I'd really focus on if you're a freelancer, just be authentic, tell your story, don't be shy, hustle in terms of networking and collaborate. Don't just sell. I think a big takeaway from that is doing something that's outside of your comfort zone. I think as freelancers, a lot of times we get cooped up in an office or in our room or in our workspace, and we don't do enough things that make us uncomfortable. And going out and networking is not a lot of people's ideal way to meet people. So having that online element, that digital element is great because it allows you to do different things you might not necessarily want to do in person. But as you touched on, you still need to reach out. You still need to do those things that might be a little bit outside of your comfort zone to make those new connections. I think what you said previously, Yaz, about um, the six degrees of separation also plays a very important role when you talk about trying to network online because if you're just thinking, I want to reach out to these dream people, if you don't have any kind of that degree or any kind of connection to them. Yeah, no, those are both two great points, guys. And I think for the first one, in terms of going outside your comfort zone, absolutely. If something feels scary, that's a good feeling. And I'm just going to be totally honest with everyone listening to the podcast right now. This is my first time ever doing a contact co podcast. It's totally out of my comfort zone. But you need to do stuff like that because that's just, it's always going to lead to good things. And Adam, to your point about um, not being spammy, it's a huge point. You know, again, in this day and age, people are more accessible than ever in terms of the online community. So you can imagine that they're getting bombarded with messages from people trying to sell them things or trying to meet with them or 
so on. So you really, again, have to know your story, you know, have an agenda, know why you're getting in touch with that person. Just assume that everyone's time is precious. I think coming back to coming out of your comfort zone as well, I think that's when you're most likely to kind of do your best work because having that kind of fear or that kind of scary aspect keeps you very much on your toes and keeps you focused as opposed to if it was a mundane thing that you did every day of the week, you'd probably maybe slip in standards or kind of maybe lose attention. So I think for anyone who kind of thinks to themselves, I can't attend this mixer or I don't want to join this group or this online group is having an offline meetup. It's a little bit daunting for me when you're actually there and you're a part of it, the rush and the focus and the motivation that will give you at that time more than covers the, the kind of pre anxiety or the angst that you had beforehand. I think it's a little bit of a fear of the unknown. It's never as bad once you get there. And I know when I first hosted the Fiverr community events locally, you know, the unknown section was, I don't know if one person's going to show up and I'm going to have to talk to this person only. I don't know if a hundred people are going to show up, but I think like Adam said, once you get there and you have that rush of adrenaline and the excitement that's there, it's a very cool thing. And now we've been doing these Fiverr meetups locally for almost a year. And it's been interesting to connect with the local coworking companies and you meet such a wide range of people. Now, yes, you started as one of the first employees. Did you take a similar approach? How did you go out and get out in that community to expand and meet new people? Yeah, Ryan, that's a great question. So, um, yeah, I started as the first employee here in New York. Our founders based in Israel. You know, we were just creating this company and our vision was let's partner with 100 companies for launch. And we set out this criteria. Okay, let's partner with 100 growing technology companies that are fostering a strong culture. And then we realized, well, what does that mean? You know, you can think a brand is really cool, but somebody working there might say it's actually not the culture here is actually not great. So how do we actually find companies that are fostering this strong culture um, and know that they're doing that? And I had actually just moved to New York. I didn't even have a network here, but I was working out of a WeWork space, which is a co-working space here in New York. And I'm sure a lot of the Fiverr community is also familiar with WeWork spaces. And so I thought, you know what? Start with the low-hanging fruit, the community you are in. So I just started walking around WeWork buildings in New York, which there, I think there are more than 30 of them now in New York, and just talking to people, just knocking on people's doors at WeWork and, and talking to them and saying, hey, I'd love to tell you about this concept of what we're doing and showing them, you know, just the idea, the concept, the prototype of what we were doing. And also listening, hey, what do you guys do? You're a startup as well. Tell me about your company. And that led to them saying, hey, you know what? You should talk to this company. They fit the criteria of what you guys are doing. And that's really how it started. And that's actually how we got, we led to Fiverr being one of our Fiverr, um, our first hundred partner companies. So every company that we have worked with, we actually asked, have asked them to nominate one or two other companies that they fit the criteria that we were looking for. And so then we knew that, you know, when we got Fiverr as a nomination, they were a company that was growing, that was fostering a strong culture. So I think the takeaway from that really is 
you know, everyone's surrounded by communities that they're in and absolutely get involved, start talking to people, tell people about what you're doing. You know, people never know about what you're doing. They're not going to talk about it. They're not going to help you out. But if you start talking about what you're doing, you know, that person leaves that conversation and they might be like talking to someone else a week later and be like, Oh my God, yes. With talent tribe is doing this and you should talk to her. So I think never underestimate also the connectors in this world. There's so many of them. And so it's really about fostering those relationships as well. You know, you, even if you go to a meetup and you meet, you know, five people that in your mind, you might not think that, you know, they're going to be able to connect you with anyone or they're the right people to be able to be your customers or your partners or so on, but you never know who they're connected to. It's interesting too, that low hanging fruit is what led to the connections. And so that is just taking action. I mean, you literally were in your building and expanded to the, you know, we works around New York and that's the ultimate low hanging fruit, but gets those connections. So that's taking action, stepping out of your comfort zone and, and doing it. Yeah. And I think Ryan, another thing is, um, I'd say is just the hustle as well. And don't be shy. And I, I, I consider myself actually an extroverted person, but even in some situations I get quite shy and I get nervous about stuff. And, uh, you know, our CEO and founder Kobe was in town a few months ago and we were actually at a WeWork and this guy walks by and Kobe goes, Miguel, and who's one of the co-founders of WeWork. And he goes, I'm Kobe. This is Yas. We want to tell you about Talent Tribe. And it was such a crazy moment where it's the co-founder of WeWork walking past you. And I think 98% of people probably wouldn't take that opportunity to just jump in front of that person, shake their hand, introduce themselves and tell them their story. And Kobe did that. And so I think that's just, and, and just so you guys know, we're, I'm meeting with Miguel on Friday and we're working on our ongoing partnership with WeWork, which is super exciting. And I think the takeaway from that is just, you know, take advantage of moments and little opportunities, even if those scare you, you know, just get in front of your people, introduce yourself. If you're at a conference and you see someone speaking, who's super inspiring and you're like oh my god I really wish I could just go up to them right now and introduce myself just do it you know or you you're following someone online on social media on twitter on linkedin and you know there's someone you really respect in your space or you want to collaborate with you want to partner with just reach out to them just do it I've always liked that quote you miss 100% of the shots you don't take I mean, I think that's a perfect example of, like you said, 98% of people wouldn't do anything. They'd say, oh, that's the founder. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to, I don't want to bug him. I don't want to embarrass myself, but yeah, taking that action. That's, that's great. So I think that's a key takeaway for the people listening who may be thinking, you know, I want to start networking or I want to maybe look for events near me or see what's available online. The, the fact is that networking already is all around you. It can be as simple as going to a local working kind of space, a coffee shop or cafe or anywhere like that. Just speak to people about your company and their company and see the interest that each other has. And I think that often a lot of times people just don't do that. They always think that the only real time to network is if you're specifically going to some kind of network event 
or if you're specifically on LinkedIn looking. But the fact is that networking both online and offline is all around us. And Adam, I think you just just said it, which was awesome, which is that you really have to combine the two worlds. It's not all online or on all offline. You know, the face-to-face connection is always going to be golden. But we have all these great tools in this day and age of being able to go online and target who we want to connect to. But you have to book those coffee meetings. You know, you have to meet face-to-face because that just takes that level of connection to a different level. For me, the perfect kind of combination is to use online to find who you kind of want to engage with or get in touch with. Take that try kind of offline or maybe attend a, a similar convention that they're going to. Um, for example, Fiverr recently did a convention in London that I attended. Um, and for anyone who was interested in Fiverr would then attend that event. But then on the day, try and keep it quite short, quite simple, to the point get your kind of point out there, engage with them, and then try and take it back online with a longer term connection again, then with maybe partnering on LinkedIn or um, taking their details in some way. Whereas previously when it was mainly offline based, you kind of got the sense that when that conversation ended in person, you might never hear or connect with them again. Whereas because we have such that big online presence now, you don't need to put so much weight on having to make that connection you know, online, um, sorry, offline, in person, you can kind of keep it quite loose, quite, um, you know, not informal as such, but you don't need to be high pressured. Yeah, I think what else is important is just the art of the follow up, because, you know, a lot of the networking is that you will meet people that you necessarily won't have a reason to work with today or won't be able to help each other out on some level today, but maybe three months from now, maybe six months from now. So I I think a a big part of it also is keep in touch with your network, you know, follow up with people because you never know when you can partner, collaborate, help each other out. Um, So just build, build that network and foster it. It's really just about building relationships and long lasting relationships as well. I think that's great advice. Uh, Yes. Do you have any other tips or tricks or, you know, being an experienced networker that you can share with people that maybe are new to networking or haven't had as much experience, any sort of hacks to networking? Yeah, I think a couple things. So one is, you know, in my line of work that I do, there might be certain companies that I really admire or people in our space that I admire and they're speaking at a certain, you know, speaker series or event. So I'll go to that event and I'll make sure to hear them speak and then follow up right after. Cause I think that's so much more powerful to be able to say, you know, I saw you speak on this topic and you know, you were awesome and, and really show them that you're, you actually listen, you actually really care about what they're doing and talking about. And it's amazing the response rate that I've gotten in terms of that outreach, where people more often than not will respond to me and I can book a coffee date to take that relationship forward. So I think that's been a great kind of random tip on my end is being able to follow people you respect and just go to where they are, you know, if they're speaking at a certain event or 
or whatever there is. I think everyone is accessible in this day and age. If you, if you want to get in touch with someone, you just have to be persistent as well in a way that isn't spammy and that you've done your research on that person. And again, that you know your story and you're able to share that with them. I think a big thing with that is being genuine too. You're not necessarily just trying to make a sale or pitching somebody every time you meet them. So when you go and take a genuine interest, they're going to reciprocate and take a genuine interest in what you have to say. Sure. Um, I think the other piece of advice I have is just say yes and stay positive because again, networking shouldn't be a daunting thing. It should be fun, but I totally understand that it can get discouraging at times. Again, when you're reaching out to people and you're getting no response and just don't get discouraged, you know, stay positive and just think of new, new different ways to get in touch with people or different types of people, you know, broaden your net. And like I said, don't be reaching out to just one new person a week because then things are going to move very slowly. But if you're reaching out to two new people a day, that's 10 people a week you know, you'd be surprised at where that leads. And then my next piece of advice is just say yes. You know, if a friend says, Hey, you should come to this event tonight. I think it'll be great. Say yes, go to it. You know, tell people your story, tell people what you're doing, um, tell people what you're looking for, tell people you need help with something. Um, just say yes, try new things, go to new places, talk to new people. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks to Yas and Talent Tribe for joining us. You can find them online at talenttribe.com or download the Talent Tribe app from the App Store. And make sure to check out the Fiverr profile to see a snapshot of our team, culture, and vibe. Our jingle today was made by Custom Drum Loops. And as always, we were edited by the fantastic Dansha. See you next week. Fibercast. Fibercast.